You're listening to the Mutual Audio Network. Hey, so am I. The following audio drama is rated R and is recommended restricted for anyone under the age of 17. Well, hello and welcome back to Put to the Test, the show that takes the claims of viewers and listeners just like you and puts them to the test. Our first guest is designer Albrey Stewart. Mr. Stewart, what do you have for us? Well, I've developed a completely indestructible gazebo. Incredible, but we're going to take Mr. Stewart's gazebo and throw it inside this rock crusher and put it to the test. Fire it up! Not so indestructible after all, is it, Mr. Stewart? I'll say. I feel like a horse's patoot. I'll bet you do. Our next guest is Mr. Bleckley O'Doul. He's a musicologist. What do you have for us, Mr. Bleckley O'Doul? Well, I've developed a brand new technique for manufacturing violins that make them sound every bit as good as a Stradivarius. All right. Well, let's put it to the test. last very long in the rock crusher. I bet you feel really stupid now. I certainly do. You sure put me in my place. Yeah, I sure did. Our next guest is Zamfir Lendler, and he's a software developer. What have you got for a Zamfir? Well, I've developed what I consider to be the most advanced cross-platform operating system currently available. Well, let's get the rock crusher and put it to the test. Is there some way of testing my software that doesn't involve a rock crusher? Sorry. Just checking. Okay, let's go. And welcome back to Technical Difficulties for June 15th, 2006, the exact halfway mark through June. I'm not sure where the halfway line on the year delineates. I guess it would be the 21st, my birthday. But that would take us about exactly halfway through 2006. Ye gods. It's almost over, practically. You know, it's like fast time going by too quickly for stuff. Honestly, my life is just hemorrhaging away as I slave behind the microphone, but certainly not wasted, not wasted while I'm doing my program for you. I am your host, Kyan Chris Conroy, and this is Technical Difficulties, a comedy podcast. Not the biggest audience, but a very, very loyal one. Thank you so much, fans. And while I'm on that note, um, If you were listening to last week's show, you may recall that I announced that I was going to use my time machine that I built to go back in time and try and avert the oncoming catastrophe that was about to end all of life on planet Earth. And I asked you all to send in a laundry list of the stuff you thought that I might be able to, you know, if I had the time, I'd be able to change in history to benefit all of us as the technical difficulties, you know, um, um, cast and crew. And, um... Well, I'm sorry to announce that we are... Well, I'm not sorry to announce that we're all still here. I mean, obviously, I was successful in that endeavor. 
but unfortunately I couldn't meet a lot of the demands on your list. So, you know, Anthony's Anthony and Selma's battalion of hot young guys in his service. Sorry, Anthony, I couldn't get to that. Kim Daly and Eric Sigurdsson couldn't make you Supreme Masters of Canada. Uh, Rusty Bender couldn't get you the Secret Fortress. Fortress. Uh, El Nacho uh, couldn't get you the Secret Fortress either. Steve Garriott, uh, no Secret Fortress. Manly Geek, no Secret Fortress. And Ed Overt, uh, no Secret Fortress. That came up a lot, by the way. You guys really got to learn to mix up your demands. Uh, and for all the rest of you, for the for you know the, our, our Polish listeners and stuff, and the, the world domination thing for all of us didn't quite work out. And in fact, if you look around, things probably didn't come out to the best of you know of anything you know with the political and social climate being what it is. But as I said, this was the best I could come up with. We are still alive, and we are not, in fact, all slaves of the Emperor of Zephon and his crustacean hey. horde. Which was how one of those things turned out. So I am sorry about that. And what? They're not going to remember any of this. You changed history. What do you mean? Last week's episode doesn't exist anymore. So you mean all the stuff that I said about the time machine? No, no, no. They don't remember any of it. (laughs) Ah, just kidding. Never mind. Anyway, um, if we remember, uh, wait a minute. Why does Andy at Andy Cast still have a secret fortress? That one is his. He he built that himself. Oh, oh, I see. Oh well. Good luck to Andy. <laughs> Never knew how you heat one of those things. It's really amazing. Yes. Anyway, uh, if any of you uh, remember last month, I went on a little uh, drive out to the visit the East Coast, and I got a uh, I got a box back. Well, I got several boxes back full of a bunch of crap that I'd left there over the years. You know, some stuff that um, you know, books, some comic books, things like that that I probably didn't need to bring back with me, but some of it has sentimental value. My old D and D dice, if I may geek out. <laughs> Uh, that kind of thing, just some stuff. I'm probably going to get rid of a lot of it, but what are you going to do? Anyway, I just uh, thought I'd bring it back. But one of the things I did get from my mom, she managed to keep a box full of all of my... Well, I managed to salvage a box full of all of my old uh, sketchbooks and notebooks um, from when I was a bit younger that I didn't you know, comb through once and probably threw out the worst and the most embarrassing of my material. But my mom uh, gave me a stack of papers that she had saved uh, from my school days, which is really, really fun. Uh, to go through some of that stuff. This is stuff from everything from kindergarten right on up through. And I thought I'd share a little of that with you. I know it's a little bit self-indulgent, but it is coming up on my birthday and everything, you know. And um, this is an essay uh, that I wrote in second grade that I thought would be kind of funny for you to listen to. This is um, this is a piece that I wrote in second grade. Uh, this is in Mrs. Anderson's second grade class, and she asked us all to write a little essay that I did uh, in ballpoint pen and all that, you know, in big, giant, one of those big, super, super... You know, like triple spaced loose leaf papers, and it's called My Day in Second Grade. <clears throat> the rain slams down on the playground like a million tiny hammers, as if nature itself was trying to erase this place from the surface of the earth little by little with an infinite patience. Maybe you could erase the scum and the garbage, the stench of children running around, but it could never erase the shame of this place. Never in a hundred million years. How did it ever come to this? How did I wind up here, lashed in with this herd of mongoloids and fools? Ah, my soul weeps at the degradation it must feel each and every day that I'm saddled with this place and these people. They tell us in a little while we're going to have milk. They can call that watered-down so-called swill they serve us milk. And I won't even bother to describe the cookies here. It's like hell. It's like an eternal trip to Hades is what it is. When? When will it end? Mrs. Anderson is at the chalkboard again. She wants to teach us fractions today. Oh, if that 
witch could only understand a fraction of the loathing and the contempt that burns in my stomach for her and everyone like her. I just, I have to keep control. I have to stay calm. I have to keep it in check. The bell is coming. The bell will ring soon. And then, at least for a while, I shall be free. And you're saying that my son wrote this, then? Yes, Mr. Conroy. We think Christopher may be having a slight uh, Uh. social adjustment issue. Well, what exactly are we talking about here? Well, while Christopher is very creative, he doesn't like to interact much with the rest of the class. Uh. Uh, During playtime, for example, he generally spends it in the back of the classroom at the typewriter working on his manifesto. Uh. And during recess, uh, he generally hijacks the mimeograph machine and uses it to print up anti-establishment leaflets. An artist type is what you're saying, huh? Well, I can take... Take care of that in just a minute. Not so fast, not so fast, Mr. Conroy. If you don't mind, we'd like to take a slight observational approach uh, with your son for the time being. Yes, we think that while Christopher's essay does show a possibly dark and disturbing mind, uh, we think that if we enter it into the interstate writing competition for megalomaniacal students, that we might have a winner on our hands. All right, give it a try. And the winner for the interstate tri-state writing competition for megalomaniacal students, second grade, go to Alison Venditti for her essay, Pretty Ponies of the Apocalypse. Let's give a round of applause for her. Yay! God damn it! Uh, you should have stuck with T-Ball, son. I knew you wouldn't amount to nothing. <laughs> I swear, if it's the last thing I do, I'm going to make every last one of them pay. And it's, it's a true story from the early 70s, a true story from my life that, that you know, just came rushing back to me when I got this box from my, from my mom. You know, it's just, it's amazing, too. It's amazing how I'd completely forgotten all of that, all of that humiliation and suffering just completely, poof, out of my mind. <laughs> Until just now. Is that why you've brought us here as your captive, you <laughs> mad fiend, you? <laughs> to make us all the victims of your sick revenge ploy. <laughs> to make us all suffer the way you suffered. <laughs> no. Oh, I mean, not at all. I mean, I just, like I said, I just remembered it just today. Uh, I, there's no way I could have, like, had you people trussed up and sent to my house. It's actually kind of weird that you're all here. Oh, I'll get it. Greetings, foolish underling. Oh, hey, Dr. Oblivion, Master of the World. What's up? What's up? What's up? I will tell you what's up, worm. I was out getting food for the cat when the FedEx man came. He left a note on my door saying he delivered a package full of captives here for oh, safekeeping. I, you didn't happen to see them, oh, did you? Oh, oh, these are your guys, yes. then. I get yes. it. Okay. Uh, wait, wait a minute. That means um, that you went to PS23, too. I just, I, uh, yes, well... Are you Ralph Oblivion? Uh, um, you know, well, three I, rows over from me? Yes. Oh, I, wow. Uh, I can't believe it. I, I, uh, oh, man. I don't. I, I, why didn't you say something? I, We're neighbors uh, all these years. Why didn't you say something to me? Well, I wasn't sure you were the actual uh, Chris Conroy that I knew. You know, you, know, wow. I, you look familiar, but you're so much older than then. Well, I, just, well, I yeah, was embarrassed. I, mean, I didn't so want to yeah. make I, the wrong thing, so I, I just didn't say anything. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, I didn't. I can't believe it's I, you, though. No. I, mean, I used to find your yeah. world domination oh, leaflets in the mimeograph 
machine all the time. Those are sweet, man. Those are great. Wow. Thank you. Do you under that armor all this time? Yeah, well. uh, You really came up in the world. uh, Well, you know, it's. How about you? I mean, did you. Well, you know, podcasting. Mm, Hobby's a hobby. I mean, (laughs) don't knock it. (laughs) We have got got to get together and really reminisce about all the school day stuff because that would be great. Absolutely. I'm a little busy now, though. Oh, by the way, here's that Advent Children DVD you lent me. Yes, it would totally rock. Oh, yeah, wasn't it great? Yeah. Well, I've got to take my captives and go now. I've got plenty of information to get out of them and all that so oh, yeah. revenge to take you know how it okay. is okay alright bye okay so long bye talk to you later Dr. Oblivion wow small world is your eyesight less than perfect are you tired of lugging around those expensive and easily scratched glasses and thinking of doing away with those complicated and often uncomfortable contact lenses perhaps you've thought of getting LASIK surgery to clear up your vision if you are why not consider working with us the AccuSight Laser Surgery Clinic. Our patented method of reverse LASIK surgery will not only give you perfectly clear eyesight, but it grants you the ability to shoot laser beams from your own eyes. Dude! Imagine you could melt steel. Dude! Light cigarettes and campfires. Dude! Host your own laser zeppelin show. Hey, what the hell are you doing in this recording studio? Well, as a matter of course, sir, I just happen to be... Imagine the nerve of some people. Well, folks, uh, this is a 60-second spot, so I'm afraid you're going to have to wait another uh, few seconds for me to finish it. Okay, we're done now. Welcome back to Lost Tracks. I'm your host, Lake Hammond, and on today's program, we're going to take a little trip back in time, uh, back to the East Coast in New York City, uh, to the mid to late 1970s, and reminisce on some of the more obscure and lost figures in the history of hip-hop. I have with me in the studio a special guest. Uh, would you mind introducing yourself? Oh, it's a pleasure to be on your show. My name is Clarence Nealon Tennyson III, uh, but if you had known me uh, back in the... New York in the late 1970s, I was best known to the then burgeoning hip-hop community as Sucker MC. The legendary Sucker MC. That makes you... I, you are I the, am uh, the original, the original Sucker MC. If Run DMC or Grandmaster Flash or LL Cool J, anybody mentioned Sucker MCs in any song really right up through about, I guess, 1986 yeah. or seven or so, they were probably talking about me. So you were there from the very beginning. At the very beginning. I was, I was there for the whole breakbeat scene, Grandmaster Flash and, and Cool Herc, you know, Cool DJ Herc. And uh, Cool Herc and the Herculoids, I saw them on stage. And, you know, I was there, but the, remember that I was there when Grand Wizard Theodore started scratching for the first time? The Fatback Band, yeah. you know, Sugar Hill Gang, yeah, that I, kind of thing. Yeah, I saw all of them. I, I knew all of them. And I, as a matter of fact, I'm the guy who sold Africa Bombada. I worked at a record shop and I sold Africa Bombada, his first copy of Trans Europe Express by Kraftwerk. And uh, I also introduced uh, a friend of mine to uh, Russell Simmons, who eventually introduced him to Rick Rubin. Really? really? Well, uh, you weren't exactly a figure of endearment then at the time, though, were you? No, no. I mean, from the references and the songs, you can tell mm-hmm. I was pretty well derided. Why do you think that was? Well, I think it was for a variety of different reasons. Uh, for one thing, I was a kind of a snob music-wise, even at the time, uh, which didn't make me too popular. But mostly, I think it's because I kept calling them out. Mm-hmm. About what? About their master plans, mostly. Oh. I mean, I used to see them at the club. All the, you know, every every yeah. MC would go up on stage, and they'd be doing their performance. They all mm-hmm. go on about mm-hmm. that. I got my master plan, you mm-hmm. know? And I would be like, I'd see them after the show, and I'd be like, so about this master plan of yours, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, what about it? You know, have you implemented this master plan? Because I still mm-hmm. see you at the club here. You mm-hmm. haven't, like... 
conquered like New York or something, you're still here. Yeah. That's... And they'd be all like, well, I'm still working on my master plan. And I'd be like, well, could you at least let me in on some of the details of this master plan of yours? You know, I mean, because, you know, frankly, I'm starting to doubt the veracity of your story. I think you're talking big here that you have a master plan, but I haven't seen any sort of indication that there's one that you could implement later. And I would just, they would blow me off and like that. I see. Well, In fact, I even started a publishing house. Really? Where I offered free publication to any, to any hip-hop artist who wanted to publish their master plan or their manifesto or something to show the world, yeah. you know, just what they were going to do mm-hmm. with their master plan and what it entailed. But mm-hmm. nobody ever took me up on that, so... Yeah. I think they got very, very angry with me after a while, and that's why they kept dropping references to me in the songs. Did you Did you actually call Run DMC sire? Yeah, one time I was at a party, and I said, uh, hey, you know, so Run and Daryl, I was like, how you guys doing? And and Run was like, I'm the king of rock. And I said, oh, yeah, sire, how are your subjects? <laughs> I thought that was really funny, but uh, Run didn't. He put me in the song. I understand you also had a little bit of an impact on LL Cool J. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, he came up to me with a rhyme he had just written, mm-hmm. and he played the bit for it, and I thought, oh, it's absolutely fantastic. Mm, yeah. But the title of it was not so good. At the, at the time, it was called, uh, My Mother Has Informed Me That She Wishes For Me To Forcibly Render You Into An Unconscious State. Uh. And I told him, you know, that's going to look terrible on a billboard chart. I mean, the printing will just be so small, no one will be able to read it. Why don't you just kind of tighten that up to Mama Said Knock You Out? Mm. And uh, he said he'd think about it. And, well, I guess he did. Yeah, I didn't get credit for it on the album or anything, but what are you going to do? Well, we'll be right back after this. <laughs> That brings us to the end of yet another episode of Technical Difficulties. I have been your writer, performer, and host, Cayenne Chris Conroy. I'd like to thank you all for the nice comments you've been dropping on my site there over there at techdiff.com. Uh, please continue to do so. Head on over to techdiff.com. That's where the blog page is, and you, too, can, um, can leave a comment for me, and I'd love it. Uh, and if you can, send me a Gmail, uh, if you like. Uh, that's uh, techdiff, T-E-K-D-I-F-F. That's how you spell techdiff, short for technical difficulties. Uh, techdiff at uh, gmail.com. Techdiff at gmail.com. If you'd like to send me a Gmail. I've got some nice things. Uh, Kim Dallier and, and her friend, her boyfriend and another friend uh, sent me a nice piece of audio. But I'm going to save that for the next show. And El Nacho sent me this really... Really nice piece of audio, too. I think I'll save those both for the next show. Which brings me to my next point. There's a very, very distinct possibility. In all likelihood, I'm not going to do a show next week. Next week is my birthday. That's the 21st. It's on Wednesday. And I'd rather just enjoy that day um, and not have to worry about putting a show up on the following day. Usually I do the show over the course of two afternoons or something. But I'm just going to relax that day and enjoy my birthday. But, on the other hand, that doesn't mean nothing will show up next week. I may just drop some sort of, I don't know what in there. Yeah, I, I don't know. It occurred to me after Kim Dallier sent me a, a, a piece of audio, ostensibly for my birthday, that I should have said, hey, if you guys want to send me any audio for my birthday, why don't you go ahead and do it? And I'll make that the show for next week. And um, But I didn't give you nearly enough time to do that. If you do, though, I might assemble something and put it up on the 21st. So you have until the 21st if you want me to or the 20th or something, if you'd like me to put audio up or something like that. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) I really don't. So in all likelihood, there won't be a show next week, but I just did like a week off, thanks. So there probably won't be a show, but some audio might show up. It might not. If it doesn't, please don't be disappointed. That's all I have to say. I really could use just a little vacation. 
Uh, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, um, I got nominated. El Nacho. Thanks, El Nacho. He nominated. God, listen to El Nacho's Rambling Retard Rampage because it cracks me the hell up. Just listen to his podcast. It cracks me the hell up every single time I listen to it. Uh, that's at ramblingretardrampage.com. Just do that. Um, please go over there and listen. Give him a listen. And he sent me this nice piece of audio, and he also, um, which again, I'll save for the next show. And he uh, uh, nominated me for uh, El Nacho Stuck My Nomination in the Podcast Peer Awards under comedy. So thank you so much, El Nacho. I doubt I'll win anything, but what are you going to do? Hey, hey, but it's just nice to be nominated for anything. I think it's great. I've been submitted. And that would be over at podcastpeers.org, where they're holding the Podcast Peer Awards. So once again, thanks, El Nacho. And well, anyway, as I said, send an email, check out uh, channelsurfingwipeout.com for our video podcast. We put up a new show of that last week. We're going to work on some new stuff this coming week, I think. Uncomfortable to ask questions. That's my wife, uh, Susan's podcast. Please check that out. And please check out some of my fine friends. That would be ashantinolemon.com. Uh, that was Anthony Anselmo and friends. Uh, Manly Geek, El Nacho's Rambling Retard Rampage, as I said. Uh, Andy Cast, these people have all supported me. Garrick Van Buren over at um, Podcast, uh, uh, First Crack Podcast. I have been, the Minnesota Podcasters, I have been real lax. For those of you out there listening, Johnny B, all you guys, I'm sorry. I'm going to try and make it to the next meeting. We have just totally blown it. Soon I have just been complete idiots about not going out to the Minnesota Podcasters meetups. Um, we just, every time we either forget or something gets in the way or we're just too exhausted or whatever, we're trying to get out and do them. They did a live event not long ago, uh, last week, uh, they did this live event called live to hard drive where people came and did their podcasts live on stage at the Acadia cafe, which is a local cafe here in Minneapolis. And I was invited to do the first one and I totally chickened out. I was a complete chicken shit. I was just, I mean, apart from the fact that I, and the reason I'm a chicken shit on this, let me explain is that I uh, wanted to, the idea of doing my show live, if anybody has ever actually watched me do my show, it is the most boring thing in the entire world. I just sit there and kind of scratch my head and stare at the screen until jokes come, uh, in general. And, I mean, that's it. I mean, I just sit there, I'll jot down notes, and then I'm back. And they, they, had, uh, they did a, a TV report here, and um, one of the local TV stations did a report on podcasting, and I appeared on it, and they showed up and put a camera behind me, and then it made me like 20 times more self-conscious, so I couldn't do anything. I just sat there for like 40 minutes just staring at the screen and doing nothing because I couldn't concentrate. All I could think about were these two people looming behind me watching me work. So the idea of me actually assembling my show live on stage would be not only boring, but it would be completely nerve-wracking for me. So I realized if I was ever going to do the show live on stage, an idea that doesn't intrigue me, I would have to totally pre-script it, and I would have to load up a laptop with a ton of sound effects, and then I would have to do it like a live radio show with a cast and a script and all that stuff. So it wouldn't really be my show. That being said, I am strongly considering... Anybody drop me a line if they think one way or another on this. Not that that will totally influence my decision on the subject, but if you're interested in hearing something like that, I'm thinking of trying to put together technical difficulties live, which would literally be, as as I said, I'd probably do a best of material and or maybe some new material. Um... And just kind of put together a live radio show type situation. You know, sound effects, all that run through a mixer and microphones, and then myself and John and uh, John Henry and our friend Phil Edwards, who you've heard both of them on Zoo Patrol, and my wife Susan, who's also guested on the show a couple of times, would probably stand there on stage and actually perform with, with a script. 
you know, would actually stand there with script in hand and actually do the characters and try to make a sort of a live comedy review kind of thing. I don't know if I'm going to do this. It was an idea that I floated, and it's I, I have no idea how to work out the logistics of this, but I've always wanted to appear live on stage doing something. And since it's a little late in the day for me to learn a musical instrument and join a band, unless I was the lead singer or something kind of not really going to happen other than comedy so we'll we'll see how that goes i i don't know i would like to do it i would like to try it and i'd like to see how it turns out so we'll see about that in the future so garrick thanks a lot for supporting the show i really do and i'm sorry i missed it last time and i gotta get out there more often and i'll be at the next podcast meetup i swear hey kenji came into town today or he should be in town or on his way into town yes kenji komino will be here i'll try to get some recordings of him while he's in town so the uh the the onslaught of kenji shall begin as of this evening and uh we'll see how that goes here yeah. and uh i'd like to also thank shout out to dave gatchel in japan dave and Gon. hey dave dude come back and visit i'll buy you a pizza from new york so I'll see you probably in two weeks. But like I said, if something, if something, if I do suddenly get the urge, this being since I'm not paid and there's no rules, if I suddenly get the urge to do some audio between now and the uh, 28th of June, or the 29th of June, excuse me, you may get something, something may show up next week. Um, I don't know. We'll see. But don't anticipate a show in the coming week because like I said, I need to rest. On the other hand, on the other hand, maybe I might get bored, but whatever. So thank you so much for listening and see you all again next week. Bye. So do you have children or are you just a child at heart? In which case, Saturday Story Circle might be a good place to kickstart your weekend. Because we have the very best of family-friendly audio, which is all rated G for great. Join us on the main Mutual Audio Network feed, or you can find us at the Saturday Story Circle wherever you get your podcasts. The Mutual Audio Drama Network, where we listen and imagine together. Together.